Well, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearms dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as my throwing a sports story or something going on in other other news. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Friday, the 2nd of September, and thank you very much for listening in on my podcast and uh, hoping, hoping everybody has a, a good upcoming Labor Day weekend. And just enjoy things and be safe. We are getting some rain, and we have rain in the forecast here. So not sure exactly how ours is going to go, but welcome, welcome, welcome. So as I've told you all, if you've listened at all, you know I've got two boys. I have a a 19-year-old, almost 20, but 19-year-old, and he's a sophomore in college. And then I have a 17-year-old, and he is a senior in high school. And they are just awesome kids. Love them. They have been great. But when my oldest went off to college, and this was really the first time we experienced this, we realized something. He's an adult. He was 18 18 years old. And when he got to TCU, the school was very clear. They were dealing with him. Everything had to go through him. They would not talk to us. They really did not want to be hearing from us as it related to anything regarding his housing, his meal plan, his classes. He had to do it all. Now, we were behind the scenes helping him, but he had to do it all because they they recognized him as being an adult. When he turned 18, we got the pleasure of taking him and getting him to vote and him voting for the first time in, the, in an election. And he's voted in everyone since then. And, you know, so we took the measures. We went and got some legal paperwork done, some power of attorneys and things like that, so that if something were to happen to him, that we could step in and help make those decisions for him that you like you do for all other adults. And the but the interesting thing is, as it pertains to our Second Amendment, for some reason, we have taken and placed this mysterious age of 21 around it. And it's interesting because, like I said, every, a lot of other things happen when you become an adult and you get, you know, those rights and, and there's nothing in, else in the Bill of Rights that really say, it. no, this only applies to you if you're you're 21. And it's been very curious. Dick's Sporting Goods, they changed it to where you couldn't buy buy even long guns if you're over until you're 21. So, the, you know, the federal statute says that you can't you can can't purchase handguns until you're 21. You can possess them and you can put but you can purchase long guns, rifles and shotguns at the age of 18. So again, don't know why the discrepancy about why you can purchase them, why we've all decided 21 was a magic number, but Dicks even went to the step further and some other states have even done that too where they've gone and said you can't even purchase a long gun until you're 21. And so, and in this last gun bill that came across, if you're under 21, you've got more stricter background checks that have to be done. They're going to run you through and look under in your juvenile record, and that can ultimately lead up to 10 days, potentially even longer maybe, before you get approved and potentially getting declines inaccurately because of something in your juvenile record that may be there, may not be there, that was insignificant at the time, but now it's cropping up. So again, more discrimination against those under 21. And but an interesting thing happened and that was just a little while, a few weeks ago in Texas, my state, that you and and again it's interesting that Texas is having 
it's a gun law reversed, okay, so are challenged. And so this was the constitutional carry law that went into effect for Texas, where now you can constitutionally carry without getting a permit, except if you're under 21 years old. You cannot constitutional carry. And this was challenged. And a test district judge, Mark Pittman, ruled that the Second Amendment prevents restricting the rights of gun owners based on their age. And this all comes back to Bruin. And this this decision is going to continue to have its ramifications because he quotes he quotes basically what the Bruin decision says. He says, based on the Second Amendment's text, as informed by founding era history and tradition, the court concludes that the Second Amendment protects against this prohibition, meaning of being under 21. So, if you all remember the, the Bruin decision, reversed the way, changed the way that we had to look at gun regulation, gun laws, and that really it goes back to the history and tradition and the text of the Second Amendment. And so it has to be, if there, if you're going to put a, a regulation in, it has to be congruent with the history and tradition of the time. And being under 21 and possessing a, a firearm was is not part of the history and tradition. In fact, when the Revolutionary War started, you could enlist at the age of 16. So, and with parental in permission, at 15. So at the age of 16, they're going to be placing guns in your hands, and they expected you to be able to use them. So they expected that you had been using guns even prior to turning 16, which we know was the case. Pony Express riders, they when they would put those in, they had, they asked for them specifically. They had to be under 17, and you had to be in the Pony Express. You had to be armed because that was a very dangerous occupation. Vietnam, 30% of the casualties in Vietnam were under 20 years of age. 30%. So here we are sending our, our precious blood, and they're sacrificing it. But if they come back here, they can't possess a, a, a handgun, or they can't purchase a handgun. And in some place, in Dick's Sporting Goods, they couldn't be able to possess a rifle. So, very powerful decision. We're going to see this Bruin case echoing out through all sorts of different areas. So if you look into the auto key card case that's going on, and that's the Bruin case is being there. They've rechanged their their petition, and the defense has to include the language of the Bruin case, and so it's going to be challenging. Actually, the NFA and is the NFA even allowed under the Second Amendment because of history and tradition? Those two words are going to become very key as we look at the Second Amendment going forward. So it's some very good news in some times that, to me, can be quite depressing. When you listen to what the president said in his speech last night, and that how MAGA Republicans are the greatest threat to the foundation of this country, and that means that they are, they are, they are cutting off 50% of the country and saying, we are a threat. And we know what that means. They're to, to erase that threat, they're going to be coming after our guns, and we still have to protect them. But the Second Amendment decision, the Broom case, is going to be a great defense for us. Again, that is assuming that they stick to the Constitution and to the laws. And they've proven that they are really not interested in the Constitution and believing that it, it protects any rights that we have. And so this will be a fight 
and just be prepared, but know that at least we are on the right side of this. So thank you for listening. Keep up with what's going on. I hope you find this information helpful, sometimes encouraging, sometimes discouraging. I hope I just want to try and get things out to you. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Share it with others. Get other people listening. Get on the link in the show notes for the Fountain app. Earn some Bitcoin sats while you're listening to it. You can boost me. You can send me a few sats if you want to. Not asking you to, though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Be safe and enjoy.